Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Baja Blasts, when you're having fun. That is courtesy of Pick Last and Zeit Class, Baja Blast being back on the shelves. Uh, I'm Jack, that is Miles. Oh, it's back on the shelves? Back on the shelves. I was at a grocery store yesterday picking up some baby wash and shampoo, uh, which we I, I failed skin. to... My yep. delicate little skin, and I like my hair to be soft and uh, flowy. Yeah. Like a like a baby. Like a I'm bad at packing, so I had to go to the grocery store to get that. And there was Baja Blast on the shelves, and uh, I was too ashamed to buy it and bring it home to my in-laws' house. Uh, oh, because so you didn't like, want to like explain what it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. They're like, "What is this, Jack? You like soda? I thought you don't drink this stuff." Oh, uh, well, it's a it, this thing from Taco Bell that uh, it, it, you know what? Never, never mind. Taco Bell. What? Bell? <laughs> Why? See, this is why you should have been with a lawyer, honey. Yes. You can find out how I dealt with that expectation on tomorrow's episode. <laughs> Hint by lie. Talk like the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> Talk like the job you're pretending to have so your in-laws will allow you to keep being married to their daughter. <laughs> um. All right. By the way, that's not true. I have lovely accepting in-laws. Um, it's my own insecurity that makes me pr- pretend like I'm a lawyer. I know. It's Carry a, a briefcase around. To, dude, you don't have to explain. It just makes it sound worse. <laughs> the deal is like, it's really not about me. And really, it's, it's uh, anyway. uh-huh, 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 you're uh-huh. good, you're good. Uh, no, they saw right through it. They Apparently, lawyers don't wear tuxedo t-shirts to work, mm. let or alone those, tuxedos like, at all. Or those barrister wigs from UK <laughs> crime shows. <laughs> Good day, mother and father-in-law. I'm on my way to court. Mama, apa. Uh, All right. What is trending? Uh, One John McAfee, uh, another billionaire uh, who has offed himself in custody. Oh, he died in custody? Yeah, he killed himself. Uh, Oh, wow. wow. Over in uh, Ithbandia. Oh, wow. He... Had been arrested in Spain uh, back in October, and he was. It was just announced he would be extradited to come back to the U.S. Um, and that, and he was recently, like hours ago, I think, found dead. So, yeah. Wow, the guy who wreaked havoc across Belize uh, in many places, but that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Uh, I guess that's uh, that happened. Yeah. Rich white did. people have a terrible record in Belize. I just want to say <laughs> what it, the shit so they what get it, down to. What did he get up to in Belize? I, I know like I've read reference to it here and there, but I don't think I got the full download. What, what was going on down there? He, okay, like he had a company that was going to create like these like antibiotics and then there were like all these like allegations around this lab. There's a behind the bastards episode that you can go straight to your dome piece uh, to learn all about it. But like, you know, he was just uh, doing all kinds of stuff, doing drugs and like had like a private military that he was trying to put together down there to like oh. be able to stay on his fuck shit. It was all. Yeah, it's just like but one of these things of someone with all this money kind of, you know, just doing whatever he thinks he can because of uh because money but yeah. yeah yeah the the billionaires who like fully embrace the i am not a mere mortal because i have this money right. uh when they no longer have whatever 
freedoms that money gives them. They they tend not to do great with, right. with that. Turns out there's like a murder that went down there too. Yeah, and like the guy was like McAfee's neighbor, and it was like all kinds of fucking shady. And yeah, it was. It, look, it's this is this is what they do. Hey, but he gave us that uh, software that I think we all agree saved our butt once in a while from having the internet be fast on our parents' computers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. NBA playoffs, uh, a big, big event. Phoenix Suns won on it with 0. 0.9 Whoa. seconds to go. An inbounds pass Eight. Uh, that was a new... Like, the, this was a coaching masterstroke because... They it basically exploited it was Belichick esque in that they exploited a a thing that I didn't know was a rule, which is that you could basically shoot it into the basket from out of bounds, and if the player on your team like basically just like tips it before it goes in, then it's not offensive uh, goaltending, nope. and it counts, and it's obviously like what you should do with point nine seconds to go, um, and that's what they did, so. That makes it that's almost an impossible inbounds play to defend if you need two points. Yeah. Because the defense can't goaltend, but the offense can't or yeah. I guess the yeah, it's I mean, yeah. it really gives the offense an advantage. It's probably a rule they're going to have to Yeah, it's probably a rule they're going to have to change. Like if you look at the um the photograph of the moment he's like touching it the Clippers defenders like reaching up through the basket trying to right. stop and it's like well you can't do that um so kind of kind of interesting all to think I mean look yeah I'd who Monty Williams didn't get coach of the year right no he didn't and he definitely uh, should have yikes <laughs> they gave I it mean, to uh the the Knicks coach I mean um, look he gave us the business uh and I I salute uh that team you know as much as I have to I mean but they're about the, to win the title yeah, this is Dave. Look, they're they're freaky. And again, I was talking about this with uh, other super producer Sophie. Both we're both Laker fans. We're like, well, fuck it. You know, you want the team that beats you at least to win, so they can say, well, at least at least we lost to the team that eventually. Yeah, buzzsaw. We ran into a buzzsaw. Right into a buzzsaw, man. But <laughs> right. yeah, th that's, that's such a nine. violent metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, did you ever run into yeah, a, a lot of accidents on this, on this <laughs> logging camp that I used to work at? The the other thing is, right before that, though, the reason there was 0.9 seconds, let's not forget Paul George. He was he had to just make these two free throws to really just lock it up, lock it in, and he missed both. Um, and it, I you don't can't look, say lock it up, let let uh, lock it up, lock it in, and expect me not to be completing the first verse of a. Uh, Jump around in my <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, you know that's that's lock a bit up, of an alley oop in. over Let here. Let me begin. That's uh, an inbounds yeah. pass. Uh, <laughs> alley oop into agent. the into the right basket. in there. But yeah, that was devastating for Clippers fans. I'm sure you don't want to because he's been really good. He's been really good, and for all the shit talking, especially I do, being like, "Ha ha," when's playoff P showing up and all this stuff. He do, he did show up as the as a good. You know, he he was he was pretty. He's been pretty good this whole uh, postseason. But this was really just one of those moments you're like, oh, no, God, that's, that's got to sting. It's got to sting. And there's no word yet on Kawhi Leonard uh, yeah. returning. It, Woj says Clippers, not confident Kawhi will return from injury versus the Suns, which is looking like it will be their season. 
because uh, the Suns will uh, are reportedly getting their best player, uh, or probably their second best player, but their veteran leadership back, Chris Paul, with a 2-0 lead, and the Clippers aren't getting uh, their best player back. So yeah. I don't know though, man. The Clippers they seem to they 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 like it. They like going. They like to down. spot. <laughs> they like to spot the other team a two zero lead and then uh you know come roaring back. Yeah, uh, so that would be great. Who knows? I mean, that's a, it's a it's dangerous to get you know you can tell the psychology of going up two games. You can start taking your foot off the gas and then. All right, uh, let's talk filibusters real quick before uh-huh. we get to uh the main event, which is this Eddie. Why Eddie Murphy is trending. So filibusters, what what are we doing here? What what's going on? They so as you as you predicted, the Republicans were like, nah. This we're wasn't not like a this wasn't like a prediction where I had to like use any real skill to just Call say like, well, shot. this is the environment we're in for sure. My, it was like Babe Ruth stepping to the yeah. plate, pointing to the outfield wall. Uh, Miles was like, I bet, and hear me out here, I bet uh-huh. the Republicans are going to be obstructionist assholes. And uh, not allow the Democrats to protect voting rights. Um, And so that happened. Uh, It's 50-50 split, but because of the filibuster, uh, that's not enough. You need 60. Um, But just I want to say, I do have a good record. I did predict the 99 Rams would win the Super Bowl uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that was that year they won with Kurt Warner. Oh, Um, right. I won a lot of money. Great show on turf. There was like... That was like that one bet they always talked about on ESPN about this lifelong Rams fan who put money on them. It's like, and then they won. Oh, wow. They were great all season. They were like amazing. Yeah, but I think the odds were not in their right. favor. Well, anyway. Kurt Warner like wasn't even their starter, I think, heading into the season. Anyway, that all was that amazing. to say, sorry. The all that to say, the filibuster. Uh, so, they, but it, se- it seems like we're still not getting anything done about the filibuster. So like basically the Republicans are going to, despite the fact that they don't have, you know, power, they don't have uh, majorities in either the executive, either legislative branches. They are going to be able to basically give themselves the advantage in upcoming elections somehow, just because the Democrats are spineless. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a lot of talk, you know, Schumer, Chuck Schumer has said, and other Democrats are like, oh, this ain't over. We're going to figure something out. Make, I think he said, make no mistake about it. Uh, it will not be the last time voting rights comes up for debate in the Senate. We have several serious options for how to reconsider this issue and advance legislation to combat voter suppression. Okay. All right, bro. So do do it. it. Yeah, just do that. Let's- TikTok, TikTok, motherfucker. You better get that done. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Well, speaking of TikTok, motherfucker, uh, once we get back from break, we're going to talk about uh, Mark Milley owning uh, Matt Gates, who is mm-hmm. the TikTok oh, motherfucker yeah, king. TikTok. Yep. And we'll talk about why Eddie Murphy is trending. The the MSG 1987 lineup, which is pretty, Ooh. pretty dope. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. And we're back, and a Millie, a Millie, uh, Mark Millie, uh, mm-hmm. as he's known. Uh, Millie, right? Oh, I did in my sock. He he basically explained like why, from a uh, you know military, uh, a military historian's perspective, why the 
you know, supposedly conservative, uh, but really just like openly white supremacist uh, argument from the Republican side that like critical race theory is dangerous. Uh, is, why, why that art line of argument is complete bullshit. Yeah. I mean, he oh, let's just play a clip. He's asked yeah. about critical race theory and if it's, you know, making the army too woke. Like, why are you guys even talking about this stuff? And that that argument was being put forward by Matt Gates. Is that right? Um, I believe so. Among, I mean, he had, among um, others. Um, yeah, he Personal. had a lot to say that day. And yes, uh, this let's let's hear General Mark Milley um, just sort of give his perspective on critical race theory again, which is not being taught in schools. Um, first of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution oh, of the United States of America? That. What caused that? Remember that. I want to find that out. Okay. I want to maintain an open mind here. And hey, Mayor, you want to find that out? I don't <laughs> it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders now and in the future. He goes on to explain, yeah, it's important to be well-read. It's important to understand a number of uh, ideologies and philosophies to make sense of the world you're operating in. Now, I'm not uh, out here to be like, oh, my God, let's give it up for, but a very, uh, very salient point that you raised, just generally, if you're saying, if you want a military like to go out here and like, you know, fuck shit up in other countries, you kind of got to know what you're going up against and understand how people are thinking. And Mac, they cut to Matt Gates in this clip and he's just like, oh, God, what are you? Because he's just basically dismantling his argument about this. And it's, yeah, you know, uh, a, an interesting time to be Matt Gates and to hope to think that you would have this like general be like, oh, I think it's it's, it's a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> um yeah man it's just i don't know like that that the days of the um conservative and like republican movement being like the pro-military one like that it just like doesn't line up with any of the shit they used to believe in uh because all they care about is just racism white supremacy and raw power yeah, and everything is just smoke screens or, you know, you know, optical alliances and allegiances to kind of mask the the real the real end game, which is white people on top forever in the United States. All right. And finally, Eddie Murphy is trending because somebody posted the nineteen eighty seven Madison Square Garden lineup and asked if you could pick two shows, which would you pick? And it's it's a this fucking murderer's row, I'll bro. I'll just read some. You can see Iron Maiden, Eric Clapton, Huey Lewis in the News, Luther Vandross, uh, Paul Simon, Tom Petty, Madonna, Bon Jovi, Billy Idol, The Beastie Boys, Motley Crue, Tina Turner, David Bowie, Whitney Houston, U2. It goes on. Rush, yes, Depeche Mode, Eddie Murphy. That's a. Those are some... This, this Tina Turner and Wang Chung show would have yeah. been think, interesting just because... The two, I don't see them, what that audience looks like. <laughs> I th- I, all right. So if you had to pick two, I don't know that like this era of Eddie Murphy has some pretty 
wild shit that I don't know how much I would be on board for. I don't know. Was this raw era or was this, uh, um, I'm hardly, uh, I can I, look, I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my argument. It's like, I was three and they took me to this Eddie Murphy show. I didn't know <laughs> what they were talking about. My parents are fucking reckless. Yeah. I would probably see, I don't know, like rush in 87, I think would just be such a weird vibe just to watch them. Like, you know, see Tom Sawyer be played live, <laughs> right, just like be around those first people and be like, ah! <laughs> like you guys are going to ruin most commercials, uh, in a few decades. Um, I mean, if you just, in one week, you could see David Bowie and Whitney Houston. Yeah. That's a pretty good lineup. And plus, they're in, both yeah. passed on. So, In terms of people who you can't see, I would say David Bowie, 87, would be pretty interesting to see. And then just for posterity, the Beastie Boys run DMC show of 87. Yeah, I bet that was really good. Because you know that people would fucking, there must have been so much cocaine in that crowd. I can't even imagine <laughs> what was happening at like Madison Square Garden 87 and you got all the drug dealers coming out with their big chains and shit. Oh, just for the outfits on there. Right. What what show do you think had the most cocaine in it? Like out of, of these, like of Motley Crue, White Snake probably had a lot, but it was like probably, you know, cut to Backstage. shit with like gross stuff. Well, because I'm just thinking like, you know, 80s hip hop was like, you know, the reason we have these big chains and shit were because of the drug dealers in New York in the 80s. Right, right. So Huey that, Lewis in the News probably had a bunch of like people in boat shoes can you, with but cocaine. Who knows, I've, that Rush show probably, or the fucking, you know, people who went to see Yes. <laughs> like right. It was the 80s. So I think you can safely say that all of these shows were riddled with rampant drug use. Mm-hmm. Grateful Dead probably had the most drugs per... Or maybe Clapton. You know, he was in Cream. They did a song called Cocaine. Yeah, they did. So, hey, the world is your... Oh, shit. You think that song was about the drug? I don't know. (laughs) I hope so. Oh, man. Or else my my listening comprehension is terrible. Just blew my mind, dude. (laughs) Um... All right. Well, those are some of the things that are trending on this Wednesday afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to y'all tomorrow bye bye